Look at so my wife went to Costco the other day. Um, she got me this, and I'm really excited. Kimchi, <laughs> a giant. Oh, this thing is the size of my head. So <laughs> you should eat it to celebrate the North and South Korea. I she she did buy me like a giant 25 pound bag of rice too. So I might have to make some stuff soon. Damn. Uh, have you got there's a there's like a vegan rest like fast food restaurant in Easton. Yeah. And they have a new item called a kimchi roll, which is like like a bunch of kimchi and some rice in a collard green wrap. Oh, interesting. It's legit. I love me some kimchi. It took me a while to get used to it, but man, it's so good. Yeah. It's odd, but it's yeah. good. So it's like, all right, we're going to put some cabbage. We're going to throw it in the ground for a, for a few weeks and just let it rot. And then we're going to, yeah, let's eat it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had that idea. And I I know it's a preservation thing, but still, it's just kind of, yeah. It's like the first person that decided, decided to put their mouth on a cow nipple. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it didn't happen that way. <laughs> I could drink this. <laughs> Welcome to episode 25 of Rather Be Playing, the podcast where we talk about how we'd rather be playing games than running for an extended period of time. <laughs> running. Apparently, I think it's yogging. Yog- yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Elliot. And I'm Steve-O. And so I thought you were about to say like running for re-election. Or running uh, for your lives or something. I would have to be already elected. Were, were, you, <laughs> were you celebrating our 25th episode by running? Yes, I was now. <laughs> Episode 25. We're so old. I know. Um, we can rent a car now. It's true. Uh, now I went. I went. I was in DC over the weekend, and I. Uh, they have an amazing, amazing race called the uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> not intentional. This is not supported by CBS. Let me. Um, I'll call Phil and let him know. It's it's the Parkway Classic in D.C. and it starts at Mount Vernon, George Washington's estate, and it goes to Old Town Alexandria, and it's just yeah straight down. There's no loops, and it's flat the whole. Actually, it kind of starts at the top of a hill, and you're kind of gingerly working your that's, way down. That's this like hill uh, this time. it's like eight miles, isn't it? Something like that. Ten. It's a ten mile oh, race. Ten, ten miler. Yeah, it's it's like Amy and I are. Like we like to run, we like to do races. We do at least a, two or three a year, and this is our first one this year, and it's our it's our favorite one. Was and, it cold uh, as hell? It, in the morning, it was because like the race starts like eight a.m. and you get out you get out there at seven, and because it's straight away and there's no loop, you park at the finish line and you take a bus to the start, right. and then you just kind of wait because the bus have the buses have their own schedule, and you get there like forty five minutes. Or, ahead of the race and you're just kind of sitting there trying to stay warm yeah. it's like 40 degrees but once you get started and the sun came out it was really warm and when i used to get when i used to live in old town i used to do that uh, the i used to bike down to mount vernon and back it was a it's a nice scenic route if you will yeah that's a great bike ride yeah much more pleasant than running it i, I like running but it was uh, i haven't done it much in the last few months so it was a 
a bit of a hardship there, but <laughs> I did it. I got it done. Uh, got some beer at the end from uh, Port City. Oh, nice local brewery in Alexandria, which is very good. Yeah. Well, we're we're very proud of you, Elliot. All Thanks. all here at the Rather Be Playing podcast. Uh, and I, of course, <laughs> I was just say I, I like when he goes and runs his ass off because then he's required to lie down for a while and play some games, <laughs> <laughs> recover. <laughs> yes, uh, and I I did actually I I couldn't play Cuphead lying down and recovering, but uh, I played some some games on my Vita. So oh, okay, it's always nice to have. So uh, yeah, I mean uh. You are you going to keep us in suspense or what the hell games have you been playing? Oh, are we going into it right now? Okay. 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 Um, so uh, while I was recovering from my injuries, <laughs> I turned out fine. Um, I played, I, I t- like, so Josh has been talking about playing Xenogears recently and it's one of my favorite games from back when I was a kid. Same here. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, a instant classic and I haven't played it at all since I beat it back when I was like 15, 16 years old. So I booted it up. You can play PS1 games on Vita and the PS1 library is just so rich with these JRPGs that are so much better to play on the go. Like this is an 80 hour game easily. And Mm -hmm. looking back as I'm playing, I'm thinking, how the hell did I play this on a TV sitting still, (laughs) like not moving? Like it's, it sounds, uh, um, impossible today, but, um, Thanks to uh, these uh, portable emulators and stuff like that, I I booted it up and it's like you know, it's it's an old game and it, but it's just how I remember it. I don't want to say it hasn't aged well. Like obviously, there's a lot of uh, quality of life improvements that have gone in as standards since then. The, te- but the tech speed, the, te- <laughs> the tech speed was a problem in its at its when it came out. Too. Yes, like, yeah. Uh, like things like random battles encounter rates a little high for me, yeah. but it's, you know, Ooh, it's random encounters. Ah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and the game is, uh, yeah, the random encounters, some places can be really obnoxious and it, the game has this habit of like, it'll trigger random encounters at the worst possible times. Like I, like when you're opening a door or opening like a chest, like in between you <laughs> opening <laughs> the chest and actually getting the item, you'll get into a battle. And then will or, you lose the item or no, 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 you'll still least? get, you'll still get the item. It just triggers at that point for some reason. And the other obnoxious <laughs> one is you, you can jump with your character and mm-hmm. in some dungeons there's platforming involved to get around and you'll get a random battle in the middle of the freaking jump, which will, <laughs> and you'll, and you'll lose your momentum and just go whoop. <laughs> so. Oh no. Okay. So again, for the clueless Irishman, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it's a JRPG. You said originally yes. out on the, on the original PlayStation. Yeah. Yep. Um, tell me more about it. What's the story? What you, is it isometric? Is it uh, turn-based or is it action RPG? Turn-based, uh, random battles. It, it's it's like it's like FF7. Oh, okay. uh, it, it came out right around then as well. So you're just uh, you're running around the world, and it's like uh, it's fully 3D. So FF7 mm-hmm. has pre-rendered backgrounds, and this is like you use the triggers to rotate the world around you. And, and uh, yeah, and FF7 had polygonal characters, but you you are it's basically sprites in this game. Yeah, you're flat sprites in a 3D world. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, kind of. Kind of reminds me a little bit now that I think about it of uh, Octopath Traveler. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. Uh, In a I, way. I've always kind of thought the sprites in Xenogears were kind of ugly, but <laughs> I'd managed yeah. to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, imagine that, but just like super low fidelity. Yeah. And that's kind of what Xenogears is like. Um, and who is your character? What is your quest? 
Your character is Fei Fong Wong, an orphan of who was dropped off, who was, who was left at the doorstep of a chief as like a 15 year old kid. Yes. <laughs> so, did, did he like, not know what happened to him before then? Or No. So, of course, he's got amnesia. There's uh, a little cutscene of like this robed man, like dropping off him, like as a fully grown human being, like at this yeah. doorstep. Um, and uh, that's a bit uh, creepy. Yeah, and, and and he's you know you don't know who he is and the the guy who drops him off yeah and it's like so the game starts three years later and like his new best friends are getting married, um, and it well like the opening scene is kind of like a very quick flash forward of like the next day yeah and then it comes back and it's like oh peaceful village everything's great and you get to know like the characters in the village and very typical like. JRPG exposition. Yep. Yeah. There's a big event coming up. Thank God <laughs> this time it wasn't like you're turning 16 and you're going to be a man. Here's your rite of passage. Yeah. I mean, um, it still does just, do the trope of, okay, I did something wrong and blew up the village basically. Um, yeah. And then they turn you into an outcast, which yes. that ha- that's very tropey. I mean, wild yeah. arms did it. Secret of mana did it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. You do fuck up and become an outcast, um, which is, the, the the general trope um yeah. that, that you get but um from there it kind of goes way off the rails it's n- the least in terms of story one of the least tropey yeah like, it, it's it there's a lot of heavy religious themes especially like christian imagery and it's woven into the plot as well there's lots of like like creationism and like start of the universe questions being answered and wow. It's really like metaphysical, psychological. Uh, uh, yeah, it goes nuts. And it, it the story is so thick that there's there's two discs and the second disc is basically just a visual novel. It's like we are this is going a lot longer than we thought it would. Yeah. Let's just cut out all these dungeons and just tell people what happens. Wow. Yeah. Like that's, that's most of the second disc. Yeah. There is some stuff um, you do in between like the bits of exposition on the second disc, but yeah, a lot of it is condensed. And I mean, there's rumors that it was budget reasons or that was what they intended to do. It's not really, it's kind of unclear on why they ended yeah. up doing it that way. But yeah, the, w- with the first disc, you're just, you just move from plot point to plot point and it just kind of keeps ramping up and getting more and more insane. And, if you like symbolism, you'll like this game because that's mm-hmm. it's ninety nine percent symbolic of stuff. Did they um, ever make like the second disc into a game, or has there ever been a fan made game? No, hmm. I no, I don't believe so. I wonder if anyone would. I don't know. It's yeah, but there hasn't been. That's pretty much just what the game is, and uh, it's always been. It kind of hasn't been tinkered with since, as far as I know. But they uh, go ahead. Would you call it a classic? Would you try to convince me to go back and play it? <laughs> okay, so yes, I would call it a classic. I don't think there's any way in this world that you would ever get through it. <laughs> yeah. Not that it's I, it, not that it's like hard, just I feel like it requires a level of attention that you'd be like, no, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and in yeah. fairness, like I don't think I have the patience. I would have the patience for it if I didn't have the nostalgia. Yeah. Like it, it's 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 one of the most, I just said it earlier before we started recording, that it's one of the most adult stories that I read at that point in my life and for a while after that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just something that I'm always going to remember. I'm playing it. I'm always going to, you know, it, it's, it might not, they did that that meme of the, your top four games that we'll get into later. Yeah. I wouldn't put it up that high yet, but it's 
up there as being extremely influential. And I, I would, I think <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I could play it today. It's it's, it does have some, hard, so. it does have some really cool things that it does other than the story. Like combat's pretty neat. Like uh, there's two types of combat. There's on foot where you put in like button combos to do these like big special attacks on the enemies. And then like you also fight in your gears, which are giant like Gundam looking mechs, yeah, you, giant robots mechs you fight in. And when you're in that mode, um, there's some there's some combo things you could do. But a lot of it is like managing your fuel because everything you does costs fuel. Um, you can't really heal easily. So you have to make sure you're you know keeping your health up. Um, it's mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's basically Gundam meets uh, uh, Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 basically like Evangelion, the game. Yeah, if you ever watch the anime, yeah. it's a lot like the, the themes are very similar. Like the characters and character interactions are in the story is very different. But you have giant robots and you have lots of themes with like creationism and like angels God coming down to angels, attack, yeah. lots of symbolism. Oh. Um, so you can start there. And if that's up your alley, <laughs> uh, which also is kind of a hard sell these days because the story also goes off the rails a bit. But I don't know. It's. It I I would love for you to play it. I would love for you to experience it. I would love for anyone to experience it because it's it's really it's a really well done game with an incredible story. But it came out um, after Final Fantasy VII, presumably. Yes. Did yeah. It? Yes. Yeah. And was it yeah. as uh, well regarded? Was it? I remember there was a rumor where it almost didn't make it to the U.S. because of the heavy religious themes. Yeah. They were worried it wouldn't track well. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and so it got finally uh, they made it out. I don't know if they made much editing or censorship. I, I don't, I don't recall. think there was much. If, I don't if think anything. there was. Um, but. Um, shit, I forgot your question. You said it was well received. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. it's it, it was pretty well received right away and it's got this lasting positive um uh like it lives on in people's memories in a good way yeah yeah not to the it wasn't as groundbreaking as ff7 or anything like that but um to have ff7 and then like a high quality game like this right after it plus they had a bunch of others around that time yeah uh square enix was just like striking gold yeah. everything they tried the, to do the golden this age was, yeah, it's like yeah. like we discussed. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the last episode. That was the time when like Parasite Eve came out, um, mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, it was uh, just pumping out hit after hit. Well, guys, would you also say that that was a golden age for Konami? <laughs> because I have been also playing a, a classic PS One game on the Vita, as you know, over the last few weeks, maybe a couple of months. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. There you go. And. Guys, it's it's absolutely it's <laughs> it's perfect. It is yeah. it is so so good. As you know, like I really enjoyed Super Castlevania Four on the SNES Classic, and that was what convinced me to to jump into this. And I know you guys had been talking about it for a long time before, saying that it, it, would you call this the pinnacle of of Metroidvania? I mean, I, it's definitely one of the first ones. Like it's it's the one that coined the term Metroidvania. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. before that, it was just Metroid games. Yeah. And then there was yeah. Castlevania. But then this one was like, what if we put Castlevania and gave it a map? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. so and, and to think that this came out three years after uh, Super Metroid and the just the entire scale uh, is, is so much bigger. Uh, when did Super Castlevania 4 come out? 
Was it only three years after Super Metroid? Yep. Holy shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Metroid was, Super Metroid was 94, and I think uh, Castlevania was 97 then, I think. Yeah. Well, Holy cow. Well, what about uh, Super Castlevania 4? Super Castlevania 4, Super Nintendo, maybe. I'm interested 94. in checking this. I didn't play it uh, at the time, so I don't even remember. It was it was 91. Okay, so that would okay. that would explain it. Because Super wow. Metroid is a big step up from it <laughs> and then yeah. like but from uh super castlevania 4 to symphony of the night this is a completely different game this is like you know expanded scope exponentially it's the, it, yeah. it it feels so much better it feels almost almost modern the yeah. the animations are great the the gameplay is great the the combat there's so much uh level variety there's so much enemy variety there's so much boss battle variety um they've layered in a load of rpg elements mm-hmm. uh everything from well they already had the the special items right. um from from super castlevania 4 but um adding into that uh leveling up your character uh well, weapons being able to choose different different types and different styles of weapons which have some of them have like special attacks. Yeah. Uh kind of doing the the Hadouken move. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. from from Street Fighter. Uh different armor types, which all and and different um like uh what do you call it? Rings and, and necklaces, uh, items, accessories. accessories. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> um <laughs> for that allow you to like unlock different areas and yeah. oh being able to turn into different animals and or mist. For some reason, well, I uh, guess you're you're a vampire. Uh, yeah, it makes yeah I sense. mean, well, and this this is the first one where you're playing is not a Belmont, so yeah, Alucard. It's uh, like there's so much more. I I'm just blown away by how modern feeling this game is, and it's the Vita is perfect for it because <laughs> yeah. that combination of like uh, a more uh, a more modernized save system. Um, that the save points are dotted throughout the map, similar mm-hmm. to to Super Metroid. Right. Um, but also for Vita being able to switch it off and switch back on again, the instant save, you know, just n- not losing your progress yeah. from, from there to there, made huge. such a huge difference to me. Right. God knows, it's not like I didn't look at that <laughs> death screen enough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> let us go out this evening for pleasure. The night is yet young. How yeah. many times have I fucking read that and, and seen that like uh, what is it like skeleton of a, of a looks like a, a bull or something bull yep. skeleton when you die every time yeah um but this game is so good and it takes all the great things from Super Castlevania Four as well the soundtrack is amazing yes and yes. and so many of the enemy types the enemy varieties you you recognize from the earlier games yeah it it it's still packs a punch it's still it's really it is quite challenging like i have thrown a lot of hours into this game <laughs> and absolutely happy to do oh and then uh it's got this, this silly story and ridiculous characters and cheesy dialogue it is so good yeah <laughs> every time you bump into that girl maria just everything you both say is so <laughs> packed with like stupid phrasing so and just, just awkwardness it's just brilliant. emoting emoting the hell out of everything it is so good um, what is a man but a miserable pile of secrets, secrets. yeah <laughs> so uh when you're done if you want a challenge uh you can play the game as richter 
Really? You can start right into that? Yep. Well, yeah. You I, don't think, I don't think I've done that. Is it, is it harder? Well, you don't equip anything. You have the whip. There's no item. You're just a man. You're just no. a guy. You're just a guy with a whip. I think you do level up and stuff, but you still, but that's it. No way. Yeah. Wow. It's hard mode. Yeah, don't basically call it hard mode for nothing. Yeah, just I think I think all you got to do is put in when you name your character, just name it Richter, and that op- opens it. Wow, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> in the uh, Sega Saturn version, actually, you could also play as Maria, but they didn't have that in the PlayStation one. Ah, ah, I didn't realize it was a Saturn port. I just uh, I, I just love this game. I, I love, as I said, the cheesy dialogue. I love the bad localization. <laughs> I love when you're yeah. like reloading your save and it's like reverse uh, canyon or reverse uh, areas in the. So I'm now in the inverted map. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. of the areas are called like reverse caverns. Yeah. And it's R-E-V-E-R-C-E. It just cracks me oh, yeah. every time That's I right. read it. The British spelling, I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's so good. But yeah, I'm adoring this game. I think I'm about 70% uh, map coverage in the inverted map. And yeah. I just, I don't want it to end. Do you, do yeah. you think there's major stumbling blocks ahead of me or the fact that I'm getting it through it at this pace? No. I don't remember stumbling too much other than like figuring out the boss strategy. Yeah, here and there. Yeah, but like, there's you can always backtrack and find, you know, where you where you need to go once you hit a wall. And you and, um, and if you want to break the game, I can show you how to break the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick at it uh, the way I am right now. You know, I, I do think I should be able to get through it. I, I, the most recent boss I've got to is some kind of rotting flesh creature, and these big giant flies are flying at you. Beelzebub. <laughs> Be, that's Beelzebub, I think. Yeah, I feel like um, I need the the like arcing axes so oh, that yeah. I can throw them up up to hit it. Because right now I've got the daggers and I can't double jump high enough. At some point when I chop off the legs, I can't double jump high enough do to you not, attack it higher up. Do you not have the uh, the like boost jump thing? I can't remember what it's called, but like just shoot you vertically in the air. Hmm. I feel like you should have that by now. No, I don't. Okay. Backtrack. I could be wrong. Maybe that's something you get around that point. But I know there's a there's basically an item where you like press down up jump or something like that. And it just like fires you up and up and, uh, you, can like, and you can repeat it. So it's basically like a space jump, too. Ah, uh, that's very super Metroid, isn't it? But yeah. Again, <laughs> but again, I can't remember where you get it. So you might not have access to it yet. But OK, maybe maybe I have to find that. Uh, you can you can do a bit of Googling for me there, Josh, so I don't spoil anything else for myself. <laughs> yeah, find that's a good idea. Yeah, find out whether that's in the inverted map or if it's in the regular map. Okay. But, I've, yeah, I've been loving uh, Symphony of the Night. And I'm so glad. I have also been loving the other game that we played, which Elliot didn't mention while he was talking about his games, <laughs> because he has hardly played it at all. Cuphead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Cuphead's pretty much the only thing I <laughs> devoted my time to these past few weeks. So Cuphead is too hard. I couldn't do it, guys. How much did you try, Elliot? I tried enough. <laughs> I turned it on. I got to the world map and said, nope. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I must have spent like a couple hours just like dying repeatedly. And I was like, man. But like I, I, I got mad and I installed it, uninstalled it immediately. But then... <laughs> When we recorded our last podcast, we talked about like how the different levels work. So some are supposed to be just bosses and the ones that are levels don't have bosses at the end. Yep. And I was missing some strategy on one of the bosses yep. I was stuck on. So I did reinstall it with the full intent of playing it some more. Uh, but I 
I haven't. No, that's exactly it as well. It's it is all about strategy. Like it does take good reflexes. It takes learning the patterns. But one of the major things that I realized after trying to beat that second B five <laughs> second hours <laughs> was that you, you often you just need a different weapon. Yeah. So for that one in particular, I didn't have a gun called the lobber. And when I finally got sick of this after spending like five or six hours trying to beat it, uh, I Googled it and it, the guy was just using this other gun and he just blitzed through it. And oh, you once, got the lobber? I actually yeah. didn't unlock that one. I used the chaser on that one. I don't know how you did it with the chaser. I tried it with the chaser. I tried it with, uh, I mostly tried it with the chaser and the uh, the spread, yeah. the eight way, do you call it? Um, and I would get really far. I would get to the final boss every time and just every time I would die. It was driving me insane. <laughs> Honestly, the, the hardest part for me on that one was the bullets. And then I finally figured out the pattern on the bullets. And then with the, I used the eight way up to that point. And then once you finish, figure out the bullet pattern and she turns into the plane, that's when I just, I started realizing how she fight. Cause all she does is fire out those fists. Yeah. But and those fists kept getting me at some point. They seemed to get harder at first. I thought I had them down, but then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I was able to figure out the pattern on that one and just kept, just, just held down the chaser button. And eventually it just, she just died. So, um, yeah. Cuphead, yeah. Elliot, all, all that I can say about Cuphead is that it is the best game that I absolutely despise. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also the most terrible game that I absolutely adore. <laughs> it's just, I'm constantly just peaks and valleys, you know, just, just yeah. like, Hating it, hating it, hating it. Something's <laughs> taking me forever. I, I'll never do this. I'll, and by the way, a lot of this is on a stream. <laughs> if you want to go <laughs> check out, go on the YouTube channel, search for Rather Be Playing. I think um, I'm up to 88%. There's five videos up there. Um, I think I might have done like 6%, 8% off stream as well. But that was basically mostly uh, backtracking to get extra coins so that I could afford to buy the other types of guns that I didn't oh. have. And it was worth doing that because then I got on the stream with that lobber and I blitzed through about three, uh, three levels in about an hour, which is good for me. To be honest. I really should have, <laughs> if I, I was dog shit tired last night, like I got home around like 10 and I was just like, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm farther than Steve in this game when we were four. <laughs> so, um, so That's I, good motivator. so I, so I booted up, I should have streamed a bit. Like, so I, I, I finally, the only, in the third world, the only one I had beaten so far was the pirate ship. Um, so I finally just said, screw it. Let's go. I fought the bee. I took like, I got like two tries. I finally got it right. And then uh, I was like, well, I got time. And I just, I just gotten like some sort of zone where I was able to like blitz through the rest of the bosses yeah. in the, in world three. And, uh, the only one that gave me some issues was the junkyard one until I finally figured out the stupid pattern on that thing. Yeah. Um, and realized like the second form was the appropriate time to use a super. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and so all, all I was left with was the train and then the final bosses. And uh, this morning I woke up and I was like, I got some time. Let's give it a shot. And surprisingly it went okay. <laughs> so wow. um, finally be I, I, I beat it. So um, just this morning you beat it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just beat it this Damn. morning. And then uh, I, I totally skipped the two running guns in world three because one, I didn't need the coins and yep. two, they were fucking hard. <laughs> just like, I'm sure yep. if I, beat my head against it enough, I'd be fine. But I was just like, I, I, I don't have the patience. Let me just, I've got the weapons I need. Let me just go fight the bosses. <laughs> what was your runtime? How long did it take? Uh, let me see how long it said in Steam as far as how long it was oh. open. Um, so that includes, Steam includes all, like it, 
Like even when you've been leaving it on pause and shit like that. But yeah, but I don't think I did any of that. So it's C. Cuphead. 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 I wonder can I find that because I have got it on uh, Xbox and uh, Microsoft Store version. Mine says oh. six hours. Six hours. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Really? Holy shit. That's what it says. <laughs> Josh, this Whoa. is not fair. <laughs> This is not fair. Like how? How much time did you spend, Steve? Clearly, I, I, no joke. I just okay. Just look at the YouTube. See how many, uh, see oh, how yeah. many hours I've got on there, and then literally add four hours, five hours. Oh, <laughs> it's six hours. It makes me feel like I should just jump on and beat it real quick today. Yeah, you'll just you'll just knock it out, Elliot. Just just turn it on, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at games, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to see if there's an actual time in the game. I can't remember if there is or not. Um, It'll probably be like 45 minutes. No, I don't think I ever let it, like just sit around or anything. So, <sighs> so sorry. Man, I much prefer the uh, Castlevania talk to this one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. Should I be apologizing or what? <laughs> you should feel bad. I, I feel good. Yeah, but the funny thing about Cuphead is as much as I hated it and as much as it has calls me to tear my hair out it is it, it you just love it because the design is so amazing the graphics are so beautiful the music is so beautiful it is that the gameplay is so good that when you die you want to try it again not just because you want to beat the level but because you can appreciate how good it feels and how interesting the boss's attacks are and mm-hmm. the, it's just masterfully designed it's, it's brilliant and like if you compare it to like Dark Souls or something, it's it's when I die, it's usually because okay, A, I or either A, I didn't I just don't know the pattern yet, or B, I, you know, I know the pattern, I just made the wrong move at the wrong time. There were very few times where I thought, this is unfair. Yeah. yeah. Most, you get mad at yourself. Yeah. The most yeah. annoying thing that I found was it, when you fight this like mermaid boss, she turns you to stone every now and again. And if you're not in the right place when she does that, yeah. you'll just you'll just run into stuff and die. So, mm. um, yeah, I actually flew through that one pretty quick. I, I got into a bit of a role as well. As you say, the, the pirate ship actually took me longer than it should have. Yeah. And the the dragon and the bee were the worst ones by far. Both of those. Once I finally got the dragon done and once I beat the bee, I, I like beat a few like really quickly after that. And I'm hopeful, Josh, if you say that the, the finale isn't too difficult, um, maybe I'll hop on and, and stream it and the, maybe I'll be able to finish it today or tomorrow. The penultimate boss is not bad. It's just long. Um, you yep. can. There are ways to like get some health back and actually increase it. So like I like after. Um, after the B, I took off the four health thing and just left it at three for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, and like the like I said, the penultimate boss, there's ways to like get there's you you can get three more health in that level. So it's it's long, but you can get some health back. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then the the last one is like a four part boss. And the first part's probably the hardest part. <laughs> and it's yep. it sucks. There's like a move that he does. It's like really quick. And if you don't jump, you will get hit. And it's a. Uh, but it was it was not it wasn't bad. And like I said, I managed to knock it out this morning. The, the last three bosses of the game in probably like an hour, an hour and a half, maybe. I don't know, maybe something like that. Yeah, but clearly uh, that'll be like four times as long for me <laughs> <laughs> if our full playthrough time is <laughs> to be taken. Are you guys playing with Xbox controllers? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And also that was another huge thing. 
um, finding your correct controller configuration. Like, yeah. do you remember when we were on Slack a couple of weeks ago and I gave you some suggestions yeah. on changing the controller? I switched mine to that immediately. But I changed yeah. mine again after oh. that. So now oh. what I have is left trigger is is lock yourself in place and aim. Right oh. right trigger is shoot. So I've now got right trigger is shoot. Uh, right bumper is to dodge. Um, mm. Left bumper is to change guns. And then I've just got A to jump and X is um, special. So I oh. don't need to use the face buttons. I found like trying to use the face buttons for both jump and a regular attack. I just I just couldn't do it. There was too much going on. Oh, I I never I never changed the control scheme. <laughs> I use the original one. I've I got hate you, Josh. I hate I, you so much. I've got I, I, well because I, <laughs> I mean, didn't even try and I beat it. Well, because I mean like X is you know X and A on the on the controller. You know that's. This is their shoot. This is, X is your shoot and A is your jump, right? Yeah. That's like every other platform yeah, from forever. I know, know, but the fact that you have to lock yourself in place just changes things completely. I don't think I ever locked myself in place. I kept forgetting that button existed because I was too busy pressing. I was too busy pressing the dodge <laughs> and the change weapon button. So I don't think I ever I locked myself in place. accidentally played it one handed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, actually, I I. I don't think I knew it existed because there were times I'm like, I wish I could just shoot up and right without moving. But oh I my just, god, just, just, <laughs> kill me! Just kill me! You are ruining Steve-O's days. <laughs> all, all is all, all planned. <laughs> well, what else have you been beaten, <laughs> Josh? What other games have you made it? your bitch? <laughs> oh, I, sorry, I was going to answer that question differently. Um, <laughs> um I haven't uh, not a whole ton of time. I mean, I know. You, you you mentioned you were listening to like the near spoiler cast on Waypoint the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I listened to it. And I was like, and then I got the bug to play Automata again. So I've been playing <laughs> that off and on just for the hell of it. Um, I've also been playing Xenogears off and on. Um, uh, I still need to get through Drakengard 3. Um, that was another oh, one geez. I was working on. Got that one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm hoping uh, when we do the roulette, we get a good game here. And then I think I might just go ahead and play uh, uh, Mankind Divided or something. I'm not sure yet. But uh, I, need, I need I need something else to play. So, yeah, I, I find that like I'm in I'm in kind of a rut like with with gaming. And this happens every once in a while. And I, you know, you go on yeah. like Reddit and et cetera, And every once in a while, there's this thread where people are like, am I just not into gaming anymore? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I can't think of what to play. Nothing excites me when I start something. I just want to like quit and play something else. But I don't know what. And that's kind of like that's kind of where I'm at. Like I I, I played a bit of Xenogears because it's something familiar. It's something that like. I, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't feel like I have to focus too hard because it's right. slower. It's a turn-based RPG, and it's a game I've already played. So I don't feel like I'm gonna miss. If I miss something, I, I'm not gonna be like, "Oh shit, I have to go back." So it's kind of like a low-stakes uh, game to jump into, and that's like that in Rocket League, like all low-stakes games. That's yep. that's pretty much it. But even even Rocket League, like I'll play one or two, and I don't know, just have like a bad experience. Like, well, ah. that's and that's kind of like why last episode I talked about playing Parasite Eve because like I was just in this yeah. mood where I was like, I want to play something familiar. I don't want to have to care too much. I just want to play. I want to sit on my couch after a long day and just play a game that I know I, I'll I know I'll enjoy it and I know it well enough that I don't have to like, you know, use the mental energy required to actually focus and pay too much attention to it. Right. So. Yeah, what you could do, Elliot, is uh, do a little Googling for games which can be played in, in short sessions. Yeah. Try and find yeah. something that either has like small levels or that you can play through and, and save at any point. 
um, but that you'll enjoy it moment to moment as opposed yeah. to something that is longer and, you know, the story takes a while to get going and the levels are gigantic or it's open world. Uh, yeah, try and find a balance, something if you're not enjoying the whatever epic game you're playing right now that you can yeah. switch to it and just play a little bit here and there. Yeah, and sometimes you do get just that bug up your ass in the in the opposite direction where you sit down in front of your computer and you're like, you know what? I'm going to play Cuphead with one hand tied behind my back and blindfolded and beat it within six hours. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just I'm get just gonna that. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> it's just because. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the key. It's, just, it's, it's finding the right game. And sometimes it's just like taking a step back for a little bit and being like, you know, read a book or something and then come back and like do it again and and i don't think it's my first thing was this is because i can't buy new games like i if i had got a war i'd be doing it I, if, if i could get celeste i i'd have no trouble but i think it's more than that i feel like you know i've got near automata i've got horizon zero dawn i've got bloodborne i've got persona Hellblade, 5. all these persona 5 ff15 i've got all these amazing single player games that i haven't even booted up hardly and you know, so like adding one to that isn't going to solve. Well, once it. you finish Horizon, play near or something and we'll we'll coach you through it. We'll give you the we'll, so, yeah, we'll give you we'll give you some uh, motivation. That's pretty much what I did was I forced myself to sit down and just boot up Horizon last night. And I surprisingly like booted it back up again today and kept playing like I, I'm yeah. actually enjoying it. It's, it's a really good uh, single player open world, but it's the world's interesting enough that Definitely. I find myself wanting to do the side quests. Yeah. Like I've been everyone that's come up. I've just stopped and done. Yep. And like, I barely, I'm barely into the story at all. I'm about to like, I feel like it's about to launch me out into the story, right. but it's, it's, it's good. Like, but I'm keeping it low stakes. I'm not like rushing through it. I'm not like, you know, my first thing was like, I, I want to have a game to talk about on the podcast, but I just took it easy. Yep. And if I'm not forcing myself into it, I find that I can get into it a lot, a lot more easily. Yeah. Uh, so it's a great game. Yeah, it's good. What you, what you said before about like, you know, wanting to play something more like familiar and something that, you know, you love that actually kind of it's actually a pretty good transition to our next topic, which was if anybody's been on Twitter lately that you've seen this oh, yeah. this hashtag game struck or game struck four or whatever it is being passed around a lot, which is basically list the four games that made the biggest impact on you, uh, you know, in your gaming career, life, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I thought about that and uh, kind of, you know, we've been talking lately about these, you know, sitting down and playing games that we know we loved and stuff we just keep coming back to. And I thought this might be a good thing we could actually discuss here. Um, I think one of the I'll just start. I mean, so the four games that I picked were I had I actually agonized on a couple of these, but some of them were pretty obvious. And because um, I know I've yelled at like, for instance, Steve-O in the past when I really wanted him to play Chrono Trigger. Chrono yeah. Trigger was the Chrono Trigger was the first RPG I ever played. And it was, you know, it's I don't want to say it's all been downhill from here, but it really grabbed me. <laughs> it's been it was a fantastic game just all over. And we've covered this before, so I'm not going to get too heavy into it. But uh, once I played that game, I got the bug and I immediately bought like Final Fantasy three. I played you know, FF two. Uh, I went I, I tried like all, all the other Square Enix games and uh, whatnot that were on the Super Nintendo. I sat down and I just started plowing through a bunch of them and yeah. it just kept me going forever. And RPGs are now my favorite, uh, you know, genre. Yeah. Um, and I'll, and again, another one of these, I, I wavered back and forth between these two, uh, Xenogears and digital devil saga. 
Uh, we already covered Xenogears. I, p- I ended up picking that one just because it was one of the first games that made me really care about the story, like playing a game mm-hmm. for the story. Xenogears had a lot of other great things about it. You know, I liked the combat and, and things like that, but the story was what kept me going and really making me interested and immersed in the game itself and the world. The music. And the music, the music too, music. yes. I meant to mention the music when we were <laughs> talking true. about it, yeah. and it's some of the best Mitsuda, yeah. what we've also mentioned on here is the composed Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Yeah. Oh, he, he did those as well? Wait, yeah. so yeah. the same guy who did Chrono Trigger did Xenogears? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and yeah. they're both... It's, a, it's every, an amazing soundtrack. All those Square games are like masterpiece soundtracks because of him. Yeah. Uh, he he Ma- collapsed on Ma- Chrono Ma- Trigger. the other one too. Yeah. Chrono Trigger yeah. is definitely the greatest soundtrack I've ever heard. So that was Mitsuda collaborating with the Final Fantasy composer. Oh yeah, Chrono Trigger. Um, uh, I don't know though. You said you played Nier Automata. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> so uh, I, I I debated Nier Automata just because it's definitely be, shot up to be one of my favorite games, but it was it's I think it's too recent for it to I could say it's really left a major impact. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of looking back on older games that I played, and this one's going to be kind of weird because nobody. When you rank these games, this one usually ends up on near the bottom. Not because it's bad, because they're all good. It's just like the least good, if you will. Um, Mega Man 4 was probably oh. one that I would put as what made the biggest impact on me. So when I was like seven or seven years old or something, there was a youth center I, or like I would go to after school and they had an intent. They had an NES there. Um, and a lot of times I was just like, oh, I'm, I want to try this Mega Man 4 game they had. They had Mega Man 2 also, but 4 was the one that I think I first beat. And, um, and it was just, I I don't know, like the, I know it's a lot of people don't put it up as far as like, you know, Mega Man two and three and things like that, but just something more difficult. No, it's actually pretty simple. Honestly, it's the first game that added Josh. It's simple for Josh. (laughs) The first, it's the first, it's the first game that added the mega buster, the charge shot. Um, and so, you know, that you start doing three damage with things instead of one. Um, and I think, I don't know. I just was, I would just sit there for like, you know, however long I was allowed to, rent out the game before someone else wanted their turn and eventually you know write down the passwords and then the next day i'd come back and continue on eventually i beat it um but it just stuck with me and i went now after that i really wanted to play all, all these other Mega Man games and it really got me into playing a lot more platformers than just mario um because yeah. they were it was it was fun figuring out the boss's weakness it was fun just playing these p- games that you know, thinking back, they're pretty difficult games in general, but I managed to just, I kind of figured out the, how, how you play them. And yeah. there's just a lot of fun and they stuck with me for the longest time. Um, and then finally, this one's probably not a big surprise is a uh, half-life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never really played a lot of first person shooters before that. Mm-hmm. I've played the original doom and like Hexen and heretic. Um, and they're fine. I just never really got into them or felt the drive to, okay, this is a game I want to continue playing. But finally, one day I saw Half-Life on the shelf and I hadn't really, I've heard a little bit about it at that point, but it, this was before like, you know, the internet was the place where you go find out stuff before you hear, you pick it up. I was just like, this looks like it could be fun. And I finally had a computer that could play the damn thing. Um, booted it up and it was just amazing. You had a first person shooter that actually had, you know, I mean, it was, it was like the, the, flimsiest of plots you know it's just there's you know there's aliens attacking go through the go through this facility and 
stop it. That's basically the plot. There's some things here or there with the G man and things like that, but whatever. It wasn't really mm-hmm. fleshed out until half life two, but like just the way you had this one cohesive world, it just kept pushing you through yeah. rather than, rather than level after level. And um, things going on in the world, like yeah. you would, you would happen to see stuff it yeah. ha- happening to other characters in the environment. Yeah, and it would made the whole world so much more real than yeah. anything yeah. you'd ever played before. Yeah, and I, ever since playing that, that's kind, that's gotten me more into playing first person games. Like, uh, if not necessarily the level based first person games, although I have done those, um, but like Borderlands. I mean, it's it's an RPG but it's first person you're running around with guns. It's got a narrative and things like that. Those I, I like to think I look back on half-life and just the variety of weapons and just being able to play this one, like I mentioned, cohesive narrative the whole way through rather than saying, okay, I beat that level. Okay. I beat yep. that level. Um, it was just such a good game. And I was so happy when half-life two came out, but yeah, I, again, I, was, mm. I probably could list like 10 other games that have really made an impact, but I think those four would probably be the biggest Chrono Trigger, Mega Man four, Xenogears and half-life. Nice. Those are great ones. Damn. Damn. Well, Elliot, you want to beat me on those? What you got? What's I better? guess I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if Steve was going to go, but you actually made me uh, second guess my list. I'm still um, second guessing my list. Look at this list yeah. of things that I'm putting crosses, strikes through. <laughs> <laughs> and I still can't narrow it down past five. Okay. Well, that's good that Elliot's going then. <laughs> I think I think for sure I've got three, and there's one that I'm 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 iffy on. But man, like after hearing you guys talk about Castlevania and Metroid, I, like Symphony of the Night was huge, and I went on a huge <laughs> Castlevania streak where all I played was Castlevania games, and and I and I never I used to hate first person shooters until I played one first person game, which I didn't even think about until you mentioned Half Life, and so. <laughs> Right, I'll, be, just gonna... I'll just be fair. I really wanted to put Super Metroid on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. Yep. <laughs> I would have if I didn't only just play it like three years ago. For the first time. <laughs> gotcha. But like I played Symphony of the Night way back and that was like, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. Come on, Elliot, what are you going with? <laughs> Final Fantasy VII has to be the most influential piece of media in my entire life. Yeah. And it's the most cliche, repeated <laughs> answer that everyone's going to say. And it's only the cool people avoid saying it. And they'll say something <laughs> like Fantasy Star. FS6 is better. <laughs> but ff7 got me into not just gaming but it kind of changed the course of my life in a ton of ways uh i i think i've mentioned or alluded to it on the cast before but i uh uh i got into it thanks to my cousin carlos who was a, a co-host on the on the podcast a few uh a few episodes ago and he, you know, we were kids growing up together and he loved these RPGs and he was telling me about this FF7 that was coming out soon. And that was the first I heard about it. And it was graphically like you see these screenshots of full CG yep. movies and it like you've never seen anything like it before. You're like, how could this be something I can control? How can this be a video game? And it just it completely uh, took over every like it was my it was my entire life obsession at that point until it came out. Like I remember videotaping the commercials when I see them on TV and just play them <laughs> over and over and over again. Big, big fan of God or Damarung, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, it was life changing and, and, and it came out and then someone sent me a link. Uh, oh, okay. Well, it came out and I loved it obviously. And it was the best game I've ever. I played it like three times back to back to back. Uh, and then I saw, uh, uh, one of my friends sent me a link to the trailer for FF8, which was already being developed like a few months <laughs> later. And that link was 
to a video that was hosted at rpgamer.com. All right. Which yeah. is how I started going there and eventually working there and like learning how to code websites, learning how to write news articles. Uh, eventually, like there's a guy there who we knew who had uh, lived in Japan for a while. So I got that idea <laughs> to do that, maybe. I mean, this these are kind of like thin, but it's absolutely true. This These like chain of events took me to these places yeah. in my life. Like I went to Japan, lived there for a year and a half, met my wife, moved back. Like I don't know where I would be if my cousin had never introduced me to FF7. Like, so my life would be totally different. That's definitely a lot more than me getting a PlayStation because of FS7 and my dad made me do a cost benefit analysis on the cost of <laughs> on the cost of an N64 <laughs> and the games versus the PlayStation 1. <laughs> so I remember that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's in yeah, it's uh and of course after FF7 I fell in love with JRPGs so that like that's been my that was my gateway and I'm still a huge Final Fantasy and JRPG fan to this day. Uh so that's that's the cornerstone of my like gaming <laughs> universe as cliche as it is. Uh, next one, uh, metal gear solid. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> amazing game yeah. that I'm, you know, the series is, it's, it's still like, um, between that and final fantasy. Like I am always going to buy any game with that title in it yeah. because it's just groundbreaking the storytelling, the fucking how's, Koji how's metal gear solid survive treating you? <laughs> okay well i guess <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i will not necessarily buy everyone but i mean i bought like document of metal gear solid 2 remember that yeah. it was just it was just a a documentary and and i i bought the ghost ghost Babel i was about to game. ask if you bought ghost yeah. babble <laughs> yeah um I, I i did it all um and uh uh shit what else was i gonna say about that oh i i got into it on a fluke as well, I, I had a, a GameStop, uh, a game shop, like a local game shop where I, when I was growing up and they would modify consoles to play like Japanese games. Yeah. And I took mine in and I, I would go there a lot. They knew me by name. And so I got my PlayStation modded and they just threw in a demo disc with like a Japanese demo disc yeah. with my PlayStation when they sent it back. It was like they left it in the the disc drive or something, and in there was a demo for Metal Gear Solid, mm. like the Japanese game. Wow! And that was the first time I ever played it. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" And then it like came out in English, and uh, me and my best friend at the time, Chris, who actually also uh, got a YouTube channel, and he's been posting on our channel as well. He does like gaming videos. Oh, awesome! Ex Falos, friend of the show. Um, we made this thing like we didn't have a lot of money and. Xenogears and Metal Gear Solid were coming out on the same day. And I don't remember how we decided. We decided one of us would get one and the other one would get the other one. And then we trade. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up with Metal Gear and he ended up with Xenogears. And uh, that's why I never owned Xenogears until like it came out digitally on oh. PSN. Uh, anyway, another trip down memory lane. Metal Gear Solid, obviously a uh, huge influence. Uh, Link to the Past was my first favorite game ever. Right? Yep. So that's definitely got to be on there. Yeah. It was the first game where I was like, games aren't just jumping and getting coins. There's saving, there's maps, there's strategy. There's you got to write down where you got this and you got to write down yeah, where you found It's maps. a world. Come back to it. It's a world. It's a living, breathing world. And you have to think your way through yeah. it. And since then, like that's that's what took gaming to like another level for me. Um, amazing. So that leaves the last one, which I was debating about for the longest, longest time. 
<laughs> I originally have Super Mario Brothers on there just because I am always going to buy Nintendo games and consoles. I right. have them all except Virtual Boy. But hearing Josh talk about first-person shooters and the fact that I hated them so much until I played this game and now they're one of my favorite genres, I might swap that out with Red Faction. Oh, uh, man. I remember, remember that. I remember that. <laughs> I, I beat that game. That was a... That was an interesting one. I played that one a lot later than when it came out, though. I played it right when it came out. I don't know what possessed me to buy it in the first place. You can blow shit up like walls with rockets. <laughs> yeah. So the physics was nuts at that time. Yes. And even now it's nuts. Like it, it came out on PS4, like uh, BC. Yeah. And yeah, I think I played it, a little bit of it on something. I can't remember what now. I wonder, was it on Xbox 360 backward compatibility? Could it have been free on Xbox Live or something? I maybe thought it was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Oh, was it was it free on PS Plus at some point? No. I, I can't think why I would have well, had it. Well, I don't think I would have bought it. Are you thinking the original Red Faction? Because that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Or, Red Faction One. Yeah. 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 Okay. The PS PS2 game. Yeah, because I think yeah. I played it. It's really blocky, and are the grenades yeah. and stuff that you can blow up walls with. Yeah. I only played like the first couple of minutes. It is very aged at this point. Yeah. It's very aged, but that technology to just blow your way through tunnels and like, oh, I, I there's no way to get into this. You blow a hole in it and then you can get in. Yeah. It, it's nuts that that like you still don't really see that done well these days. Right. Everything's much more scripted, even open world games. Yeah. Like you're not going to blow something up unless you're meant to. Right. Um. So that was I don't know what possessed me to do it again, but I bought it i played it all the way through i finished it and then i was like you know i gotta get red faction 2 and it wasn't as good of a game but my brother and i were obsessed with the multiplayer and we played that religiously mm. and then on and on and on half-life 2 i got after that and um man that went on a lot longer than i wanted it to but yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say ff7 metal gear solid red faction and link to the past nice all right, Steve. Oh, well, you, 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 you didn't down? play games for like 30 years. So what do you have? <laughs> Damn it, guys. I think I can guess one of them. I think I can guess one I, of yours. I think I can, too. You know what's funny? OK, I think you can all guess one of them. OK, so so guess the one of them. Breath of the I Wild. Say, no, nope. I was going to say uh, Monkey Island. No, actually, both both oh, wow. uh, good guesses. But but no, they, they don't make it. Okay, so the first one is actually the first chronologically uh, is Doom Two. Ah, okay. So my brother went off to college. Uh, we were living in uh, Ireland, and he went off to college in Wales. And then after a few years, he uh, went over to the U.S. to Iowa to study a master's in mathematics. And because he was leaving all his stuff behind, he left his Pentium sixty which he had like saved up for while while in college and he had bought in, in Wales. He left it with us in Ireland while he was over in, in the US studying. So all of a sudden we had a Pentium 60 and we had Doom 2 and we had uh, Descent on it. Oh, right. Oh. Descent. And Doom 2 was just so good. Like we we didn't even have a, a sound card or anything on this. Uh, it was just like a PC speaker or whatever. But Doom 2 was just so fun the shotguns in that game just the the level design it was like more open and there was more going on in it than doom 1 which i actually only played after playing doom 2 and it took me so long to finally beat 
But uh, I was so satisfied when I finally did, you know? <laughs> and it definitely, you know, that thing of fast action, good good shooting, uh, a, a world, you know? I, I played Half-Life 2 after that, or sorry, Half-Life after that, which again, as as Josh described, it's it's another beast. It It is absolutely, it, it feels like a real world. It feels like some, you know, all this stuff is really happening around you. Whereas Doom 2 is like, you know, mutants and and uh, demons, and it's completely ridiculous. But it was so much fun, and it totally got me into to uh, PC gaming. Mm-hmm. So, did did you ever play? Uh, just out of curiosity, Doom Two RPG? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, it's actually on mobile phones if you ever want to play it. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but, but I think it's also on. Uh, I believe it's also on PC too. Or actually, no, it looks like it's only mobile. Huh. I'm sure I could pick up Doom 2 somewhere. I sure I'm sure it's not RPFG. No, no, it's just RPG. <laughs> it it's like an RPG first person shooter thing. It's weird. <laughs> now guys, now guys is the hard part. There's like four distinct genres that I basically have to pick three from. You know, which of these three genres do I still still I care mean, about the most? I'm sure one of them is Rocket League. <laughs> so one of them is football manager uh, like <laughs> football manager okay what's gonna not make the cut you, you're gonna find this crazy but rpgs aren't making the cut okay that's fine okay that's fine so that's fine. the the next most important game the next game that defined me nba jam tournament edition <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was that's a great one. The, the first game that myself and my brother got after we got a sound card. So we got a sound card. All of a sudden, we had we had sound in the machine. It was and on also, PC. It was on PC, oh, and oh. also we could plug in a controller to the sound card. So oh. all of a sudden, one of us could play on the keyboard, and one of us could play on a controller. And so local co-op Weird. was born, and all of a sudden we could play co-op games and. Like, basically, couch co-op is one of my favorite ways of playing games. Just still to this day, some of the most fun that I we ever have is, like, you guys coming around or, or my friends here that come around playing a few games on the sofa. It is just the way to do it. And obviously, FIFA, all the FIFA soccers came after this. Uh, mm. Everything that we play these days from, you know, Towerfall to Brawlhalla and obviously... Rocket League, yeah, <laughs> you know, like all of its stems. Basically, I can trace it back to NBA Jam Tournament Edition, which was an excellent, fun game in its own right. It also had the power ups, and that just meant that <laughs> every game played a little differently. It was he's on it was fire. So, so, oh, the ones that didn't make the cut here, by the way, RPGs. I was gonna say uh, Deus Ex, the original one. <laughs> which led to Mass Effect and, and the Mass Effect series oh. and all the other amazing uh, but okay but they didn't make the cut so okay the next one that you can probably guess and I'm surprised you didn't guess this is The Last of Us oh, okay. oh wow and yeah, the, the one that I have scribbled out next to The Last of Us is Thomas Was Alone and the, oh, right, 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 right. And the reason that I put these two games together it is because, and The Last of Us has to be it because, like, they're they're mature games created by auteurs. Like, they're an artistic vision, and they're they're grown up. And I could show them to anyone and be and be proud that this is a hobby of mine. They're mm-hmm. like The Last of Us is one of the big reasons that 
I'm doing a podcast now and that like I'm I'm happy to chat about, you know, my love of gaming with with everyone. You know, there's no more shame about it. I don't feel like it's a childish thing. I, you know, I feel like this is this is art in itself and the last of us that story the cinematics the heart just the the utter heart uh it's funny everything en- funny enough uh the last of us is also a reason elliot is on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be on it uh until he finishes that game yeah <laughs> that's my that's my point that's my sisyphus stone <laughs> Okay, so so the last one, and I think you might be a bit surprised by this, and I was kind of a bit surprised that I found myself putting it down, but but noticing what I'm really enjoying and what games I I like to play these days. Hatsune Miku. Um, <laughs> no, uh, like I find myself playing these games more than the RPGs and the Western RPGs that I used to love so much. You know, Mass Effect was everything for me. The original Deus Ex just blew my mind it made me want stories and it made me want like to to play as characters and and to you know see what they see and learn what they learn and to be intrigued and uh, like but that's not what i'm playing these days and i think about what i'm playing these days and i think what was the start of it why am i playing these games and super meat boy yes that's a good one (laughs) super meat boy absolutely changed my mind about what I thought I needed in games. I, mm-hmm. I thought I always needed a story. I thought I always needed a plot. And then, God damn it, I played Super Meat Boy, <laughs> and it felt so good, and beating every level, and getting every bandage, and getting an A-plus, because doing it within the time, all felt so good. It was just like, oh shit, games can just be fun. You know? Yeah. Why am I just trying to find fun games, and just play fun games? And of course, from this has come like I've beaten Super Mario World. I got a hell of a lot into Super Mario Brothers Three. I, I got a lot of moons in, in Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I um, have played Super Metroid and Symphony of the Night and and uh, Cuphead. Even you know the mm-hmm. fact that yeah. I would even dare try to beat Cuphead <laughs> with my <laughs> limited skills, <laughs> you know, just it, all of it comes from super meat boy just just change change the game for me completely right. it was definitely an important i could milestone. definitely see that yeah. it gives you that like that persistence to keep trying keep trying keep trying keep trying keep trying yeah. it's yep. like even if you uh, even if you fail you kind of just jump back in and go again and you're enjoying it because every jump feels great mm-hmm. yeah that's me that's my four so, <laughs> those are good yeah those are good oh man uh great lists we yeah. covered quite a gamut of uh classic gaming here all right so we're gonna get into the one sentence news here where once again if you're joining us for the first time doing this i'll read off a news headline with some additional info and uh, we'll each take give you a, a hot a very hot take <laughs> uh, one one sentence long each so edgy um, using lots of semicolons and commas <laughs> if we need to <laughs> First up is a very believable rumor that Fortnite is headed to the Switch. Oh, good. I can hate playing the end game of Fortnite on the go now. (laughs) Another winner for Nintendo, another winner for Epic. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Uh, It's just a rumor for now, but it's it's not going to be soon. This is always going to happen. 
it, yeah, it, it's once once they once it came out to mobile phones, of course, I was going to come this way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, next one, Shadow of the Tomb Raider has been announced with a bit of a, uh, uh, they had like a preview video with it and doesn't look I'll, super great, but it's meant I'll, to be a darker, they're saying a darker Tomb Raider. I mean, they're all darker, right? Yeah. So it, it just, it continues that and it's like more of that same kind of thing. I'll probably, you sound very cynical about this, Elliot, considering I thought you played both of those games and loved them. I love the first one, but the second one, I'm kind of like, yeah, like I'm most of the, I'm like maybe two thirds of the way through, but I can't bring myself to pick it up. I don't know. It's 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 I, I, as I said about the first one, like I have no interest in the optional tombs. I had yeah. no interest in going out and doing extra things like that. I feel like the RPG elements of like leveling up your weapons just kind of get in the way. And it's it's just like in the stories, like at least being le- very liberal with the old one sentence here, let's. <laughs> no, no, I'm explaining. I'm explaining the the headline and why it wasn't it wasn't because well, like the review came out and initial impressions from like media outlets was not positive. Yep. And this is why, and I'm just saying like my my, my uh, experience with uh, the previous games. It, it just seems like uh, it's dark for the sake of being dark, and it, it, I, I I the last time I played it, I was also playing uh, uncharted lost legacy and the i think i talked to one of you maybe josh about mm-hmm. it or maybe i put it on the podcast but the characters the story like it's so much simpler in lost legacy because it's just an expansion but you care about there's there's so much more human you care about them so much yeah. more and then you switch to tomb raider and it just seems like like a really bad shitty action movie and like there's nothing oh yeah but like, you were saying it's because she's by herself and she's just basically talking to herself yeah, you need some banter yeah yeah it, it just doesn't feel natural yeah. um and that's not the only problem with it but it's just part of my like uh, what am i like i don't care about the resolution of the story as much as i did yeah i anyway. i don't i didn't care i didn't really care too much about the story in tomb raider 2013 but it was fun enough on its own so if this one's fun, I it was fun. i'll probably yeah. give it a shot i'll probably give it a shot at some point yeah exactly i'm kind of the same this is the junk food of uh action adventure games it's like i'm not gonna pay yeah. full price for it but i'd probably pick it up and and make my way through it and have a have a decent enough fun time with it yeah i i i, I think this formula is getting long in the tooth for me and it's just like your sentence <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll end it there <laughs> 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 All right, next up, Nintendo Labo is finally out for everyone who's been waiting for it. However, it only sold 30% of expectations in Japan. I think it sold 30% of its inventory, not necessarily expectations. It's kind of a weird oh. it's, a, it's kind of a weird headline. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't I don't have anything against the Labo. I'm just not really sure who it's for. It's like marketed to kids, but it's also got like this programming aspect to it and yeah, I'm, it's for families. It's for it's for kids and adults to build things together. I maybe. I think it's a neat concept. I just don't think it has a lot of staying power. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah. Yeah, I think we might see some interesting things come out of it. I can't imagine that Nintendo are going to lose a lot of money on it. I, I still think selling it, cardboard. Say cardboard's expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, I think it's still it was still worth worth their experimentation. I'm, I'm still glad they did it and. Hopefully we see some cool things out of it. Yeah, I don't think it's over. I think they laid a lot of thick groundwork for stuff that can be built on 
forever, pretty much. It's, yep. it's a it, it's a laboratory. Sorry, but it, it, it's, <laughs> it is. it's what it is. And it, it's a place to keep building. And I think that um, uh, and this is just the Japanese market. I feel like it would track really well in the States. I don't know how well it's done here, but um, maybe maybe it just didn't do so well in Japan, period. Yep. <laughs> Um, Xenosaga port or remake rumors are out after Bandai Namco trademarked also Sprock Zarathustra, which was the subtitle for Xenosaga episode three. Yeah, if, if this is true, it's going to if it's if it's a remake or like a remaster that also addresses like some of the loading issues of the second game. Mm. And if it's for Switch, honestly, if it's for like PlayStation four, I'll be all over it and it's going to be. Hopefully it's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's Xenosaga? <laughs> it's a spiritual prequel to the Xenogears game. Okay, and what did it come out on? PS2. Three games. It's a trilogy. Oh, okay. So the, the full history, really quick. Uh, when Xenogears came out, the original plot was that was going to be the fifth game in a six-game series. Ooh. And then that kind of like... Square Enix didn't do anything with it. And then Namco Bandai Monolith Soft. I guess it was just Namco at the time. Monolith Soft, who does uh Xenoblade and stuff. They picked up the rights. Um, but because uh Square Enix still had a lot of the IP rights for a lot of the words they used, they had to change some of the things around. But the original idea was that they were going to basically make episode one of this six episode arc, and then two and three and four. But then they did Xenosaga one, and then when episode two came around. Instead of making it the next, these are all supposed to be like tens of thousands of years apart too. They made it a direct sequel to one, and then three is a direct sequel to two. So, so like the tri- the trilogy can kind of be, it's not exactly what was planned out for the original episode one, but if I mean, it, it could probably be condensed into being the episode one of this series. But again, they're you know different different developers, and not everything is exactly the same, and there's mostly a lot of callbacks to Xenogears. So yeah, they're related, but not necessarily canon together, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it they they kept changing directions. They kept changing like developers and story writers throughout the development, and it kind of went to shit. And they're like, three is going to be the last one, and they ended it there. Yep, um, I agree, Josh. Uh, I would be very excited for this. This is Sentence Like Episode One is a game that I've started over a hundred times and have, and I've made it to the very end at least twice, but haven't finished it yet. So this would be a really good way to get me to finish. I mean, I love three so much that I plowed through it as quickly as possible so I could write the review for RP Gamer. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. You and whoever else was doing it. Was, you guys were loving it. Um, God of War just came out and it is as good as everyone said it was going to be. Goddamn, no new game 2018. <laughs> yeah. I mostly just want to play it just so I can stop being wary of spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh... I have $70 in PSN credit and it's really hard not to spend it all on this, (laughs) but I'm holding out for a sale. Uh, Sony added 8 million new PS plus accounts in the last 12 months. And this is since they have also mentioned that we're going to be getting a lot less for our PS plus memberships going forward. Only two PS4 games after next year. That's uh, interesting, but hopefully they give good games <laughs> hopefully the yeah. standard keeps up the the ones coming up this uh, month sound good it's beyond two souls and what's the other one uh rayman legends yeah, rayman legends. yeah. good pair so yeah uh 
I'm surprised they're bringing in this many, like still. I'm, try, so I'm often. trying to think that's of what happened. Awesome. That's like made those numbers increase like that. I guess maybe they've just been selling well, but I, yeah, I can't seem to pinpoint any specific thing. Fortnite. I don't, you don't need PS. I don't think you need PS plus to play. Fortnite. I, I don't think you need PS plus to play free to play games. Yeah. Oh, you don't online. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. At least that was the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder then, is it people who just bought it for Fortnite and then they're like, oh, well, I'll get free games if I, maybe, I don't know. If I <laughs> sign up for this. Could be. Possibly. Uh, Breath of the Wild finally beat Twilight Princess to become the best-selling Zelda game ever. Considering I don't know how anybody beat Twilight Princess by after playing the tutorial, I am not shocked. <laughs> uh, well deserved. Twilight <laughs> Princess is a great game. Breath of the Wild is one of the best games ever made. Yep. It had to get there eventually. Totally understand how, and not that many people had Wii U, but everyone who has a Switch must have this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the attach rate's insane, isn't it? It's like seventy or eighty percent of people switch have Breath of the Wild at some point. It was like yeah. sometime last year. I believe it's, it. a, it's a system seller. So yeah, definitely. And the last and probably biggest, but in a way not as surprising piece of news that we have is that the current uh, acting president of Nintendo, Himishima, is stepping down. Mm. It's like sixty-eight, um, right? Something like that. Yeah, he's in his late 60s, and when he took the position, it was after the previous president, Satoru Iwata, passed away, and they just needed someone to kind of take the helm, and they said at the start that he's only going to be there for about a year um, and before they d- groomed a new CEO, who is going to be Shuntaro Furukawa, who is a marketing expert with close ties to Pokemon. Fluent in English, he played a key role in creating the Nintendo Switch, and he's 46 years old, so he could be there for a very long time. So Pokemon Switch confirmed. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, as always, uh, I just can't wait to see what Nintendo co up with next. It'll be intriguing to see what kind of uh, direction he takes them in. Yeah, I hope he's like, it sounds like he's uh, an exciting guy, and I hope he does the Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Like, uh, Iwata used to do. Yeah. Um, just for reference, Iwata was 42 when he became president. Yeah. So they like picking young guys yeah. to kind of keep it going for a while. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was the one sentence news. And we got one last thing to do before we wrap this up. We got the backlog games. roulette. New game. So two weeks, two, no, sorry, two episodes ago, we uh, landed on Cuphead, which was my choice. Um, the other two that were remaining, Elliot chose Rhyme. And Steve-O chose Oxen Free. Guys, I'm going to toss the desk here. I'm just going to flip the table. And just... You know, we, these three games... Transistor, Rhyme, Oxen I haven't even free. announced what I was picking, but all right, whatever. Transistor. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> Stepping on toes. <laughs> but, but come on. After playing Cuphead, after me like wanting to tear my own hair out, I, I just... We need something more challenging than this. I'm I'm changing mine to to uh, Bloodborne. That's it. Need something more doable than that. <laughs> I thought, that I thought, what I was thinking. I thought, I thought you wanted us to pick short, relatively short games, which is why I let I picked Transistor. I do, but I feel like oh, we need something. We need we need like some kind of X factor in the list here. We need we need something, some kind of wild card. <laughs> Is Bloodborne too much? Is there is there anything else? Elliot hasn't beaten Dark Souls. 
<laughs> or, or, I, or Demon Souls, which was the one you were playing? I was playing Demon Souls. I forgot I was playing that. I should get back to it. Um, <laughs> is the and you don't think, Elliot, this is the the push that you need? I mean, yeah, I'll play it if we roll it. Um, I'll at least start it and try it out. <laughs> See how it goes. <laughs> okay, I, okay, okay. I'll but, leave Oxen free because it's going to get picked this time, and then next time we'll do Bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we pick one, and the next time we pick a new one. Yeah, you know, every time. And, and Josh, you don't have to do transistor. We haven't rolled yet. If you're, if this discussion has changed your mind, I mean, I kind of wanted. I mean, it's not a really challenging game. I was kind of hoping maybe we could play like Borderlands two together or something. But uh, hmm. I don't is it know, long? Like, How long do you think it would take us? Actually, that would be great fun to stream, wouldn't it? It's a long. That'd it's be... a fairly long game. I mean, I don't think it'd be something that we'd finish in four weeks, especially if we're playing it together. But I mean, yep, I, that's the thing. You could play us if you want to play like a single player character, and then also have a multiplayer one that we do together. Mm-hmm. That way. I mean, I'd be okay with that. But again, I mean, if you guys are up to it, I'll put it on here. But yeah, screw, put it on there. At the very least, Elliot, um, we can make it our business to play some as a group. And then we can consider that, you know, having played it. Okay. All right. So I'll pick, I'll pick that. Borderlands 2 then for you guys, just because even you've played it a hundred times. I know I have. Yes. <laughs> but I would play it again. <laughs> I like it. All right. <laughs> So if we roll a one, we get Borderlands two. If you roll a two, we get Rhyme. And if we roll a three, we get Oxen Free. So, okay. What do you, what do you, what, Here we go. What do you, what do you, what do you think it's going to land on, guys? I think we're going to get Oxen Free. Steve? <laughs> yep. I think it's going to be me again. Let's see. Roll. Ah! Oh, it is. <laughs> okay. All right. So wow. I guess we're doing Borderlands two then. Borderlands two. I gotta. Oh, I gotta do. check this. How long to beat? It's see what, fairly see long. It, it will take, like I said, it, it's one where I'm not expecting us to finish it before the next roulette, but at yep. least to get started and make maybe make it like a regular thing. Yeah, too cool. It's an RPG. Yeah, it'll take it'll take some time, but it'll be fun. Especially if we can get all three of us on there yeah. every time. We got to start scheduling these guys and streaming it. Yeah, but all right, we got Borderlands Two coming up, Elliot. Take us all home. Right. I think that is quite enough from us today. Thank you for listening. If you're still here. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks and we'll hopefully have this game finished two weeks after that is the plan. But as Josh just said, we'll probably keep it going. But in the meantime, you can check us out at ratherbecast.com. We're on Twitter. Our podcast Twitter is at RBPcast. And we have our own Twitters that we're pretty active in at RBP Josh, at RBP Elliot, at RBP Stevo. Um, we're on YouTube. We are on SoundCloud. We are anywhere you find your podcasts. Feel free to jump on there, give us a like, a subscribe, leave a comment. Um, we stream games on twitch.tv slash rather be playing. And then we put the VODs on our YouTube channel there. And uh, am I forgetting anything? Is that about it? I think that's it. Good job. All right. Yeah. I want quite look out for me finishing cuphead on a stream. Hopefully. Oh, fingers crossed. If you have any questions, questions at ratherbecast.com. Sorry. <laughs> we'll try to read them on the cast, but yeah. Steve was going to finish up Cuphead and, and we'll definitely stream some Borderlands 2 over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yes. And Elliot's going to try and finish Cuphead too. <laughs> I'm gonna, I do want to play it. I, I've been, I was looking for that excuse to play it ever since I got it. And then I, I had the excuse and I haven't played it. <laughs> All I'll right. Play it. Well, see everybody in two weeks. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Thanks a lot. Good luck. Dan.